That's right, folks. Let's go, Beavs. Let's fucking go, Beavs. The Cinderella story. It's a dress up top. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Since we've been with you folks, but we've been busy. And uh, the Beavers have been busy. And uh, we just haven't had time, but we're here today. Before the Sweet 16, baby. Oregon State versus Loyola Chicago. Chicago. In the Sweet 16, it's only second time we've made it. First time in 38 years. First time we've had like two games in one tournament. That's true. Not to mention, the Beavers also won the Pac-12, ladies and gentlemen, when they were expected and picked last, to finish last in the entire Pac-12. We came and we won the whole dang thing. We won the whole dang thing. We beat and fucking we beat UCLA. UCLA first down 16 at halftime. Then we beat Oregon. Fuck them. Led the whole game. And then we beat fucking Colorado. Oregon was ranked number one in the Pac-12. Or at least the Pac-12 North. Yeah. Okay, I know Oregon won. Is that what you're saying? (coughs) Oregon won the. Oregon won the Pac-12, like the whole the regular season tournament. They won. Um, but once they got in the tournament, they had to play the buzzsaw that is Oregon State. You got that right. And we just fucking mopped the floor with them. Did the dang thing. Then we had to play Colorado. No sweat off my nuts. For the championship. No sweat off my nuts, bro. Fucking won that one. Won that little, one. Little tense at the end of the game. But that's what we... But that's... You but need that But the cool sometimes. thing that has happened from watching the Beavs basketball team this year is one of the classic, and I'm sorry to say it, but one of the classic things that the Beavers do is they do go up early and then they, and fade, they fade in the second yeah. half. And this fucking Beavers basketball team has not done that in the slightest. No. They've really held strong. They're like the football team. Remember when the football team had a great defense? Mm-hmm. And so no matter what, they could always rely on that defense? Yeah. That's what this team is like. That and our rebounding. Our rebounding. Our, no, our fundamentals. Rebounding. Yeah. This team is just, this team is all grit and heart and hustle, dude. Like, it's, this is the best basketball team I've ever seen. Or got a big man have. down low. Yeah, dude, solid. Solid big man. Shooters, decent ball handling. Elite defense, depth. Yeah. Here's the funny thing. Technically, he's a good ball handler, but the way that um, fucking, what's his name, Ethan Thompson, the way that he dribbles. Just like slow and long. It's slow and long and low. Yeah. And it... It makes you nervous. It, it does. It works, but it doesn't look pretty. It's, yeah. When Johnny Hunt is dribbling, it looks nice. It looks or very Jared controlled. Lucas just fucking yeah. raining threes. Well, Johnny Hunt's got, like, he's not a tall guy, but he's got those long arms, and so it just, it looks like he's always got his hands around the ball. Dude, what's crazy about this team is, like, I didn't know anything about him. Like, we didn't watch barely any regular season. Yeah. There was, like, a couple games where we just randomly caught a little bit of it, but... You learn the guy's name so fast because they're literally all making plays. They're standout. All yeah, of them are all of them. Like, they are a in Before the Tennessee game, um, or during the Tennessee game, so the six games, the seven games previous to Tennessee, we had six different leading scores. Yeah. Like, how do you even know who to guard? Exactly. And we won all of those games. It's not like 
we had a different leading scorer because no one player is dominant. We had a different leading scorer because anybody on our team can get hot, and when off. and then sometimes when one of them gets hot, we all they all get hot. Yeah, and that's like, the thing is they're a team that when they get hot, they get hot. They literally play for each other, like they are. It's a team. Yeah, they're it's like not just a bunch friends. of individual good no. players. It's a fucking. Team. It's a team that was picked twelfth, and yeah. they were like fuck everybody. Then they lost to Portland. Then they lost to Montana. Then they lost to Arizona by thirty. Dang. And then somebody placed a hundred dollar bet on them to win the Pac twelve tournament uh-huh. and made twenty grand. Sweet twenty k. But like they just something clicked. They Jared Lucas said that. In his interview, he said that when they went down to the Bay and they beat Stanford and they beat Cal, and then they went to Utah and they beat Utah, and then they lost to Oregon in the regular season finale. But he said those three, those four games was when they were like, fuck, we can play with anybody. Yeah. And they just like flipped a switch, and then UCLA, they were down like at 16 at halftime, and they just came back and won that game, and then yeah. they just beat, beat Oregon start to finish just beat them for the second time this year. Yeah. So, like, the Beavis have beat teams that are good quality teams. Yeah. And so, like, not just bullshit you teams. can't like, say, you can't just say, win. like, they just fluked their way into the tournament and now they're, like, oh, they got a couple lucky wins. They beat Tennessee. They handled Tennessee. Handled Tennessee. They led hand- the whole we time. We were supposed to have, like, the fourth best defense in the country or something. Yeah, led they the just, whole time. By one about by 15. By about 15. And, and they, they were ahead by about that deficit yeah. most They won of the by time. 14. And then against Oklahoma State, they started 1 for 11. And they were down like 12 to 4. Yeah, that was tough there in the beginning. It, but then they started hitting their shots and they got a lead. Then they built a lead. Yep. Then Oklahoma State came all the way back to within like 2. Two points, I think. Built it back up to 10. And they came back to within 3. And then we built it back up and ended up winning by 10. Yeah. Like, they... They're not. It's not fluky what they're doing. No, it's it's legit. Like when you it's watch fundamental them, basketball. When you watch them play, it's legit fundamental basketball. Yeah, and they follow their shots, which is rare. Every coach teaches it, but so few, few players, players they put it, it up, and everybody just fucking watches, watches it. You watch our guys; they put it up. The guys get they hit they crash the boards. Yeah, we get, they get so those offensive many rebounds. offensive rebounds. It's great. And we got Alatiche and Kalu and. Yeah. Uh, Kalu fucking stepping up recently, dude. Fucking ain't right. Yeah. He had 15 in the first half against Oklahoma, against Oklahoma State. Without that, we don't win that game. No. And he apparently he transferred here from Oklahoma State. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was like, he had a little extra sauce going, yeah. and he was in front of their bench, and he was just raining threes, bro. You couldn't stop him. No. I don't think he scored in the second half, but if we didn't have him in that first half, especially because Ethan Thompson had to go out with foul trouble. Yeah. If we didn't have him in that first half, we would not have won that game. Yeah. And, like, Jared Lucas wasn't hitting him for at least the first half. And he made some boneheaded turnovers. He made some dumb turnovers there, especially in crunch time. Yeah, like, when he didn't cross half court, he just, like, ran into a that triple. That was so fucking weird. It was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah he he saw the half court line, immediately took a 90-degree right. It's like, what? It's like, went, yeah, went into triple coverage, and it's like, dude. And then it just became a jump ball. But but this team is f- fucking good. They're yeah. legitimately good. And they got a 12 seed, which is, or, which is like, fuck, like anything. Can, anything. And again, it helps people underestimate us like they always We got do. a 12 seed, and now we're in the Sweet 16 playing an 8 seed yeah. who's a mid-major, not even a, 
Power Five conference yeah. team. And if we win, there's a pretty good chance we'll be playing Syracuse, who's an 11th, an 11th seed. seed. Yeah. A lot like, of orange. A lot of orange. Oh, and we're obviously, like, we we have taken down every, The Beavers right now are playing for orange, for the yeah. color orange. Yeah, we are. And the right to wear it. And we're not losing that color. No, we are not. We already took down Tennessee. We took down Oklahoma. We'll take down Syracuse. Yeah. Loyola, Chicago is like red and white. Like, yeah, red, yeah. Like maroon or something? Like a dark, yeah, maroon or burgundy, and then white or gold or yellow. Yeah, those are colors we can beat because these colors don't run. These colors don't run. No. These colors build dams, and then we're here to stay. Yeah. We're moving in. The, the we're Petro, here to get this bread. The NCAA tournament better get used to the beefs because we are here to stay, yeah. baby. Well, look, it, same with our football program, same with our fucking basketball program. Like, we're trending in a positive direction. There's a sweet buzz. There's just an underground <laughs> buzz about the beefs. Yeah. That I think we're going to snag some really quality players and that we already have well, the dude, best coaches six, in the nation. A Sweet 16 run is going to help you with recruiting. Oh, yeah. And you can't tell me Wayne Tinkle doesn't walk into your house and impress you. You want to fucking play for Wayne Tinkle. You want to play. Wayne Tinkle is going to make your mom make you play for Wayne yeah. Tinkle. The guy is just a gentle giant. He's got that. He's got that charisma. and He's, he's not at all like him. But he's got the same likability as Mike Riley did. Yeah, because he's honest and genuine. Yeah, and like he—he's he, got kind eyes. He's got kind eyes. Him and Gary Goldman. Yeah, yeah. I want my kids to play for Wayne Tinkle. For sure. Or Jonathan Smith. Yeah. Or Mitch, Mitch Gannon. Shut that bad. Yeah, we gotta turn that fucking tight. Is Tyson though? Way to go, Tyson. You never call in. Tyson. You never call in, but you text and fucking ruin the segment. We got to record off the phone today because uh, we have lost our microphone cord. So. Things, which is interesting because our house is like literally perfectly clean. Yeah. But we can't find it. We're going to be purchasing some new recording equipment pretty soon. Any day now. But let's get back to some hot beaver talk. We're one went away. We're one went away from the Elite Eight. That's that is insane. The fact that we were in the tournament was pretty crazy yeah. at the beginning. And now we're at the Sweet 16, it's like, holy fuck. One win, we're one of the last eight teams. Shit got legitimately real, real once. fast. Yeah. Once we beat Tennessee, it's like, all right, we're in it. And then it's like, Oklahoma State's like a big hurdle. Handle Yeah, it's like, Oklahoma State's like, all right, look, we made the tournament, that was awesome. We won a game, that is fucking the tits, man. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking yeah. happy. Oklahoma State's a good I team. I said if we won one game, I'd be it's like happy. Oh, it's like, Oklahoma State's a good team. Can we beat them? Yes. If we lose, let's try to just remember how great this, like, how great it was to even be here. And look forward to next season. Yeah. We got more. And then we fucking come out and we start beating them. And, yeah. Well, we start losing and we're like, all right, we're ice cold, whatever. We come back like, oh, we're winning, we're winning. Then they start coming back and it's like, it's hard not to just be like, all right, well, this was still an incredible, like, this was incredible. And then they just kept like, they would they would hit a shot and make it five again. Yeah. Then they'd make it seven and it's like, wait a minute, there's only three minutes left. Like, we're up seven. I'm, I'm used to being down seven with three minutes. So I'm like, all right, we can still We can do make this. this happen. We can still do this. We've, been We've led seven. most of our games. We've been up seven with three minutes left in every game, and they have not shit their pants once. No. They don't, they don't freak out. No. They because always have all a little of bit them, of trouble handling the full court press. Yeah. But then once they, they figure out how to out, break it. Then they're good. They're, yeah. That's been their, like, because they, 
that's when it gets a little dicey is from like minute like eight to four. Yeah. And then by minute four, we figure out how to break it. And then we start fucking moving back up point. And they, and nobody ever, it doesn't seem like people go on long runs against us because our defense is so good. Yeah. If, no shit. Like our defense does not allow you to go like four straight possessions with a bucket. You're not getting no. that. You're not getting four straight buckets. And if you even get the and shot And you're not up, getting offensive rebounds. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, you're not getting offensive rebounds. We're boxing rebounds. out. Yeah, like that's what we do. Yeah. We play fundamental basketball and it's paying off in spades. Plus they're a team. And they're a team that, again, continues to play pretty calm. Yeah. On, a, on the biggest stage. Calm, confident basketball. And I think it's because... They're all so close. Like the difference between going out with guys who are good players versus going out with guys who are also your friends is a whole fucking different ball. Well, at the end of the game, if you if everyone's about themselves, at the end of the game, you don't trust other people to make the shot. Yeah. On the beefs, they don't give a fuck who makes the shot. Yeah. They will pass it until someone is open and then you take the shot. Yeah. We don't care. And if you miss, we're gonna get the We're gonna, we're gonna, gonna get the rebound anyway. We're gonna get, we're gonna get the, the rebound anyway. We'll kick it back out to you. You shoot it again. We don't care. They're fucking this is it. And they all shoot well at the free throw line. Yeah. So you can't just foul Great them at the end. At the you can't just line. foul them at the end because they'll make their free throws. Yeah. Ethan Thompson fucking showed that off in spades on against Oklahoma State. Yeah, and fucking Jerry Lucas Jerry is Lucas. like 92% or something. Yeah. It's like, Jesus. Yeah. No, just showing no signs of jitters. No, dude. As long as they stay out of foul trouble, they do like to foul a lot. But that last game against Oklahoma State, they called there was fucking, a fucking dog shit. Call. They called a foul on us when we literally didn't even touch didn't the touch guy. Yeah. Did not touch him. Nope. It was 100% clean. <laughs> we so, gotta. I hope that doesn't happen. I want to keep living in this bubble, though. I know. Like, I want. I haven't ever. These times don't get a come around. I haven't often. ever been excited about Beavers basketball. No. There was the one time they made the tournament with Gary Payton, which was exciting because it was the first time in my life they made the tournament. But I had no Gary confidence. Payton Jr. Yeah, but I had no confidence. I had no confidence in them like doing anything in the tournament. I was like, all right, I get to fill out a bracket, and they're in it. Yeah. This year, it was like, wow, we won the Pac-12 tournament. Like that's something in and of itself to get excited. Like that's the first time. First time we, ever. Me and you watched that, and we were just like, holy fuck! We just watched us win the first yeah. ever Pac-12 like tournament championship in school history. That's crazy. And then it's like, oh shit, that means we go, we're play, we're going to the dance. Like we're automatic, we're automatic, automatic bid. bid. And then it's like, all right, we're playing Tennessee. Like that's pretty cool. That's a big, that's a big school. They're orange. We're orange. We talk shit. It's a 12-5. 12-5 upsets happen. It's like that's oh, yeah. exciting. And then we fucking whoop. We just alley whoop them. Yeah. Kick the shit out of them. And then Oklahoma State, who we recently have been playing in football, yeah, so and, they like, fucking and they fucking killed beat, us. They beat us. It's like fuck these guys, these pieces of shits. But then, now and they have Cade Cunningham, Cade Cunningham or whatever, who's supposed to be like the projected number one or two pick. Yeah, and so it's like, oh fuck, like we like this guy's gonna be something special. Yeah, we pretty much he shut didn't him down. Do anything. We shut him down. Yeah, he's like he hit a couple big shots, but it was just like he was nothing. No. Yeah, I mean, he hit a couple, like, big threes for him to, like, get him within the margin, but then they never overtook our score. Yeah, he's nothing the Beavs can't handle. No. And then people are saying that uh, USC and Oregon are, like, Final Four caliber teams, and the Beavs beat both of them. Yeah. The Beavs beat the Ducks twice. So, it's like, dude, we've beat legitimate... Legit teams. Legi- like... 
people we projected contenders, and they currently are. They're in this. I think Baylor's only lost one or two games, yeah. and apparently one of them was to Oklahoma State, and we beat Oklahoma State. Yeah. So, like, go fuck yourself, Baylor. Also, we've already got. We're already in your head. Two of the teams of the Sweet Sixteen, we beat recently. Yeah. Like, yeah. They made it too, and we beat both of them recently to continue the climb towards the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. Like, and Colorado just got eliminated. <laughs> yeah. So there was three teams in this tournament that we just beat, not to mention the two in the tournament that we beat. Yeah. Like, we beat five tournament teams in a row. I mean, what do you fucking do with that invoice? That's fucking you, wild. I, the beefs have never, the beefs have never done that. Probably beefs are just fucking swinging it out. They there. are big dicks swinging out there. Fucking bro. shit. And I, I'm here for every minute of it. None of our guys have that douchey ego, like where you can like feel it. Coming none out of the our court. guys, you don't. There's none of our guys that you don't want to root for. No. They're all solid. They're dudes. all solid dudes. They're all like that's what you get at court at, at at Oregon State. Yeah, you rarely ever get douchebags, and when you do, it's the fucking kicker or like you know, like this guy sucks. Or Jordan Poyer, who grew up as a Ducks fan. Who grew up as a Duck fan. It's like yeah, well, okay, his attitude makes that sense, makes but sense. he played well for the beef, so he's a good athlete. Probably best thing that ever happened to him was not going to Eugene. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He sh- he shines. He's shown. He is an NFL like a star yeah. safety corner, whatever. Yeah, like he's a like he's a well known because Mike Riley. Yeah, and he's already had quite a bit of longevity, and he I don't he's not slowing down yet. And he plays with the Bills. He gets to be, play with Mr. Trubisky this year. Yeah, what a lucky guy! What a lucky, lucky guy. guy! Somebody at Jordan Poyer, get him to hear this, and let me <coughs> talk to Mr. Trubisky. 2012 Ohio, Ohio Mr. Football, Mr. Trubisky. Fucking ain't one in the same. One in the same. We have a nice Mitch Trubisky thinking chair now, though. That's true, we do. I love that chair. It's a great chair. We, that's a great chair. It's a great corner. It's a great reading chair. It's a great sitting chair. I like how it's we've, a great relaxing I like chair, how even though it's rigid. Yeah. I like how we've had just a random four-legged like table chair in our living room for however long, and we just never... We don't move it. No. It's not directly in my way, so... It's like... Yeah, I could just sit somewhere else, <laughs> yeah. and that's not going to be a problem. Yeah, I finally got... My parents came over the other night. They immediately laughed at the Dr. Phil book. Finally! I know. Finally! It's like, I knew they would appreciate that's, it. They get highbrow comedy. Exactly. They get us. Well, they also know us well enough to be like, these guys are not reading Dr. Phil. <laughs> but, like, I like... It's like, I, no, the presentation's pretty nice. But they think of that... Ple- they're impressed. Of the house? Yeah. They loved it. With our artwork? They uh, they walked in. They're like, it's so clean in here. And uh, they actually mentioned the art. Yeah, they go, they went, you guys got have great art. Yeah. They walked around and like stood and looked at all of them. I, well, it's like weird. Those, those three golf paintings are just, that's yeah. a fantastic. That's a Goodwill. The Augusta collection. That's a Goodwill treasure that you just fucking think the legend yeah. star. Like I saw the first one. I was like, that's a cool painting. Now I saw the second one. I was like, that's the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. And then my mom was like, hey, here's another one. And I was like, give me all of those. And then let's do a deep walk around the store and make sure there's not any more. There's not. Because there's 18 holes at Augusta. Yeah. And, dude, those are sick. And then we've got just, like, the beach, the fucking Eagles thing. Yeah. The record thing. The record fucking thing. My uncle Kerry turned around saw the fucking Bieber flag and he's like, nice! Yeah, we got the Klein Tools clock now. Oh yeah. God, that is a sweet addition. It's orange and black, so it's Bieber colors. So beef. It's 
Let's go Beavs, obviously. We got the welcome Beavs thing right there. We got the little organ yeah. ornament thing on the deal. We got the guitar right there. We got the beer. My Aunt Pepper commented on this art. She's like, oh, that's a great piece of art. Who got that for you? And I was like, you did. She's like, ah, pretty good taste. Speaks to her. It's fucking sweet. It's a sweet fucking deal. We're sitting on my fucking beaver rug right now. Obviously. This room is a lot more echoey, but... It is more echoey. We had some tiles replaced, ladies and gentlemen, which turns out... Not our not fault! guilty! Victory! Guess who's not paying that bill? So you guys, yeah, boys. Just to refresh you guys on the saga... You remember at the beginning of the year, which at this point is, what, like four episodes ago? Probably. Not enough episodes not ago. Not enough episodes ago. But, oh, shout out to Harold, who was asking when more episodes were coming yeah, out. Yeah, shout, out, shout to out to Harold. Good looking out, man. H-Dog. I told you we'd get this thing out, although we should have done it sooner. Nevertheless, we have a lot of things to talk about now. So, you'll recall that when Luana was kicking us out. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, there was this long crack in the tiles in the dining room that ran the length of like six tiles, most of the room. Pretty much, no, it runs pretty most much of the from the wall to wall. Yeah. Yeah. And she looked at that and she was visibly upset and she's like, did you guys drop something? And we're like, we don't remember anything. It would have had to have been a big event to like crack, facilitate that kind of crack. To crack the house in half. So we're like, we have no idea and we're not really sure when it appeared. And she's like, well, that couldn't have come from anything else. Yeah, she's like, you had to have dropped something. She was adamant that we had to. Mind she's like, look where it's chipping right here. You had to have dropped something. Mind you, it's one crack, like like one long, like a continuous crack, like a cartoon, like Standard there's about to be an earthquake and it's just like, and it just one crack. It was literally cartoonish, like that one crack. She's like, you guys had to have dropped something. It's like what this would could have we... happened from anything else essentially. And it's like, what could we have dropped that would have created a what is that, twelve foot? Yeah. 14 foot long crack that goes at a diagonal angle in yeah. the middle of the room by individual tiles that are connected by grout like it's not one long continuous piece yeah it's tiles yeah and then also she noticed that there was a crack in the ceiling yeah like at the same time so it's which happens to run directly underneath or the, the, directly above the crack in the ground. So me and Austin were like, ah, dude, there's no way we caused this, but she's trying to charge us for it. Fuck her, she's a bitch. It's gonna be a lot of money, but allegedly. What, but what are we, but what are we like, how do we prove that this wasn't us? So luckily, the Luana tells us the tile guys are coming over. Yeah, I had my parents come over the night yeah, before, take previous, a take a look at it, and the second they saw it, they're like, that's obviously something happened in the foundation. And shout out to Harrison, who was the first one to tell yeah, us, like, out. fuck no, that wasn't you. Yeah, shout like, out. That obviously is foundation. And we were like, that's kind of what we thought, like, but yeah, we didn't have too, the balls she, to she, tell yeah. it. Because she just, like, accused us immediately. And at that point, we... We were just trying to keep the house. Yeah, we were like, hey, yeah, we got to dead. Yeah, she we, was pissed. Yeah, we were like, yeah, we'll figure that out. And, uh... So, my parents and my uh, aunt and uncle took a look at it, and they're like, yeah, there's no way... And then, but then we knew that the tile guys were coming the next day. Right. And we were, we wanted to talk to them. We talked about that previously. Yeah. Like just asking their opinion because they probably see this all the time. But it was during the work day. Yeah. And I was like, I think if I haul ass home, I could be there for two minutes, take a look, talk to these guys and then hurry back. And so I fucking get off for lunch and I zoom back here and I'm like, 
please let it just be the tile guys and the one is not there as well. Yeah. And as luck would have it, I think she actually just stepped out for the moment, like for lunch or nice. something. And so it was perfect timing. And I walk in, I talk to the guys and I was like, hey, I just want to take a look, you know, how's it going and all that. And as I walked in, it was, it couldn't have been the more perfect moment to walk in. The tiles were completely cleared out. It was completely clean and they were just washing the concrete to get it ready for placing new stuff on there. So it was as pristine as it could be for the visual of what actually happened. And wouldn't you know it, giant crack running along. The whole foundation. The, the whole foundation exactly along the lines of where the tile cracked. Yeah. So I fucking got, we already took videos of it before they took the tile out. And then I obviously took a very detailed video of the crack itself. Of the crack itself in the foundation. And it's like, well, looks like we got this thing locked down. Yeah. So now we just got to write a letter to Luana letting her know the good news. We know. I was having a real shit day up in Sholo when you sent me that. And I was just like, fuck yes. Fuck yeah. that bitch. Dude, that made for such a good end of the day. Yeah. Just riding around with a smile on my face. like, Because Luana was talking about like how much it was going to cost. And she was not going to get the cheapest guys. She was going to go for guys who were going to do quality work. Yeah. And we're just going like, this is going to like go over our deposit was the way that she was describing it. Yeah. Like considerably over our deposit with the lawn as well. Yeah. And then fucking, why don't you just go ahead and take that one off the ledger? Yeah, that's 100% her own fucking choice. And she could have left that cracked. I wouldn't have gave a fuck. I wouldn't have gave a fuck either. If anything, she should have just left it and then fix it when we move out. Well, like, who's to say that that's not even just going to happen again? I wonder about that, too. Like, they put some sort of putty or I something. I saw that, yeah, that red paint yeah, or whatever. But I... I assume that they know what they're doing, but I was wondering about that myself. Well, yeah, but if they knew what they were doing, they wouldn't tell her that it's going to happen again because they would get more work. That's true. Job security. <laughs> yeah. Smart. So anyways, sweet vindication. Kevin, I got to write a nicely worded letter, and uh, uh, we're good there. And, and. You should have Carl type it up. Carl's good at that stuff. That's true. My dad wrote, like, a little Perfect. thing that. Uh, outlines. Yeah, I would trust Tom writing a letter to somebody about just like, yeah, I'm gonna keep my money. Yeah, and uh, and here's the it. It's actually a compounding benefit, and I'll tell you why. Because now it means we took care of the house better than she even thought. Yeah. Not that she really had all that high thoughts of it, but like that was we didn't fault. cause a giant crack no, that required let, a serious fix. We let the yard die and we let dirt accumulate. That's it. But that's it. We paid our bills. The house never burned down. And there's no, not even a hole in the wall bigger than a nail hole. Like no, we haven't done anything no, bad to this house. No, there's not like a, some big putty patch somewhere halfway through a wall. No. All we'll have to do is just get a little compound to fucking cover up the holes whenever we move out. Never. Yeah. I'm going to buy this house and add a second story and a pool. Nice. I'm going to buy my house in Dayton, where Sean and Jordan are currently living, and I want to put a second story on that. It sounds like it's a little bit of work, but I say we just jointly buy both, and we just got houses to go back and forth to. Yeah, I'm pretty good. It's going to stay here, though. I'm talking about, though, at the point where you're not working every day, and it's like summertime, spend a little extra time in Oregon, and then you come back here for most of the winter. That wouldn't be bad. Like, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Fucking chasing summer, baby. Oh. We're like those surfers in that movie. Never ending summer? 
Everlasting Summer? The song that never ends? Forever. Everlasting gob, Everlasting Gobstopper. Ever Stopping Gob slump, something. I think it's the Endless It's the endless Summer. I think it's the Summer that Never Ends. It's the Endless Summer. It's definitely not the Everlasting Summer. That's too fairy. That sounds like a fairy movie. Like a Disney fairy movie. The Everlasting okay, let's Summer. let's not trash Disney. Okay. Disney works for China. Well, probably they got ABC and the NBA, so... Well, the NBA, the ABC does it on the NBA. Which but. is interesting because we use different letters. Well, yeah, it's all abbreviations. Well, here's the thing. Over there in China, in Chinatown, do they... I've been to Chinatown. I got a fake Rolex. There you go. They've quit working do on the flight home. They... Because, like, when... In Spanish, when they come across just a straight American okay, word... first of all, you're sounding racist right now. Why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm doing this pretty well so far. Um, it said Spanish. You can't be saying that. can't say Spanish. In Spanish, when they come across just a regular, like, American word, they'll, like, be doing the whole thing in Spanish, and then they'll be like, Coca-Cola. Yeah. Things it, like that. It makes you feel... So uh, over in China, is it the ABC logo, or is it the logo, and then fucking... Chinese no, China is I was about to do something that would have ended it racistly. Yeah, well, and racistly. I, I chose. I'm not racist. I'm just racist. Chose, just stay on the, the right side of history, you know? Hey, you got to. You got to. Because you don't want to be, be on the, the left. left. You don't want to be on the left side. Oh, you do not. You do not. It's quickly becoming a very racist side of history. Well, Columbia University, got to segregate those graduations. You got to hey, segregate the graduations. You can't have white can't families have, sitting with Native with American no, families no. or gay families. You can have doctors sitting with teachers. Get no, out of here. here. Get out of here with that. We're not one human race. We're a no, giant, we're a giant segregated seg- in tiny little boxes. Yeah. And based on the box that you're in, we already know everything we need to know about yeah, you. So why are you neighbor. as a human being? Hate your neighbor, everybody. Unless they're exactly like you. Look, my cat's black. Yeah, that's why we can say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> I could say that I'm a black cat. <laughs> I'm gonna use that on stage. See if I get away with it. It's not bad. I don't worry. I'm a black cat. I have a nigga. Ah, it's all right. All right. Did she just puke on the tile? No, she's just licking it. No, there's something behind her. I think she puked on the tile. Well, she doesn't like That's it. the beauty of tile, though. She's got to mark her territory. Dude. That's a new tile. That's a new tile. So you got to prove that that's her domain. Finally get this house back to the beautiful order that it was in. Yeah, put that bookshelf back where it goes. Where it belongs. God, that's a beautiful bookshelf. It's a heavy bookshelf, though. It is heavy. Well, it's got a lot of books it's on it. It's got a lot we're of we're learning doctors. I was thinking about it the other day. You know how many books in my life I've read start to finish? Three. Yeah. Three? Yeah. Nice. To Kill a Mockingbird, that book that I read about the Jews and the Holocaust. and a brief, Important read. And a, an important read. And a brief history of... Sort of a breezy summer read. But. <laughs> yeah, I actually went through it pretty fast. And a brief history of nearly everything, which yeah. took me five tries to finally just be like, look, I'm not going to start at the beginning every time. I'm just going to get through it once, and then <laughs> we'll go back. It's funny because... You had talked about that book, yeah, like five years ago or however long. Yeah. And then I would see it periodically. And then I wouldn't see it for <laughs> quite some time. And then all of a sudden it's on the coffee table again. And I'm going, you picked it back up. <laughs> well, it's also a book where like each chapter is about something different. 
So you can read a chapter, set it down for however fucking long, and then you just read the next chapter. Yeah. And you're not, like, trying to remember what happened in the last chapter, because the last time chapter was about, like, geography, and the next chapter is about, like, astrology. So they don't... It doesn't have any... They're completely... It. Yeah, so you can just read a chapter at a time, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I finally made it through that book, and that I was thinking about the other day, I'm pretty sure those are the only three books I've ever that's read. That's a thick book, though. That's, a, that's an impressive feat. Well, I've read... The first half of it in the lime buggy, like, yeah. like just waiting for trucks. <laughs> and all that time you didn't finish it the first time, huh? No, well I read like the first sixteen chapters, and then I didn't. I didn't bring it to work every day. I found eventually just like started listening to podcasts and shit. Have you listen to any audio books? No, that would count. Audio book. It's still reading I'm, a book. Yeah, I know. I've never listened to an audio book all the way through. Audiobooks are fucking sweet. I'm listening to that one I told you about. The like, I would one. like to listen. I, I feel like instead of reading a Graham Hancock book, I would much rather listen Ooh, to a Graham call. Hancock book. What if he book. fucking narrates yeah, it? Or, yeah. Or like if Sturgill did or something. That'd be sweet too. Just like I would just, I would like to listen. To, because I feel like when I read books, my mind wanders. Yeah. But when I listen to somebody else on a podcast or something, I like intend. Yeah, you're already good at listening to podcasts, and then it just yeah. transfers easily to audible. Or yeah. Whatever. But I don't. I don't know. I've never really even like really tried an audiobook. There's a lot of good ones out there. A fucking. Pete like Holmes. I would love to listen to Stanhope read his own books. I would love that. Oh, it's great. I would love. He that. doesn't read all the chapters, but right. But, but like listen to his podcast the other day, just put it put me right back into the standoff. I forgot that I've got his books that I could be listening to too because I've got I've got all three of them on a, a audiobook. Yeah, and so it's like we can just fucking go deep. And the audiobooks with Doug Stanhope are the way to go because they do little podcasts at the it end was, of some yeah. chapters and fucking Chad Shank reads some, Doug reads some. It's good. Is Chad Shank a good reader? Chad Shank's a good reader, and he's got a great voice. Yeah, I know he has a great yeah. voice. I've met no, he's him. a good reader. He's been getting, I think, like relatively steady work, yeah. like reading for audiobooks. That'd be a sweet gig. That would be a sweet gig. I feel like I could get that gig. You're a good out loud reader? Yeah. I'm not a great out loud reader. It is a different skill set. Yeah. I just, like, whenever people are listening to me read, I just, because when, well, here's another thing. When I read by myself, I don't read every word. Like, I just go, like, really fast through it, and I don't retain anything. So when I read out loud, I have to, like, actually, like, read it, and it yeah. just throws off my rhythm. I mean, I guess I guess when you read in your head, you do read every word, but you just go so much faster. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it, but you know what I mean. But, I mean, if you got paid a grand per book, yeah. and you probably get paid more than that. Oh, yeah. You probably get paid a decent amount more than that. But if you got paid a grand per book, and a book is what? Let's say like a decent sized book is 10 hours, 10 and a half hours. And I mean, you're not gonna be able to read it straight through. It's probably, you know, a bit of work. Yeah. But I mean, let's say max it's you probably it's have 10 to and a half hours. You probably, maybe read it, you probably read it once just to yourself. And then you probably read it out loud. I mean, you probably, you probably don't just read it out loud one time. and. Fucking you think it's 30 hours of work? Probably. Probably. I'm thinking so too. But you probably get 10 grand. I mean... Yeah, let's do a little math here. Mathcast. Boom! All right. Want me to call Steve? So let's say it takes you 30 hours and you get paid 10 grand. 
That's probably something we can do in our head, but I'm not going to try. No, not right now. Well, it's 333 bucks an hour. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, now what if it's just $1,000? That would be 33, 33 bucks, bucks an, hour. an hour. I'll still do it. That's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'll still do That's it. That's still pretty good. Not to mention, you're learning. Yeah. You're reading a book. <laughs> books? Books don't ever do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely looking at audio books. Like, you can get, if you, like, start an Audible subscription, you get, like, three free books to start it off with. And if you don't buy any other books during the month, you get a free credit. If you're paying $14.99 or $12.99 a month, you can buy a book with a credit that is a $43 book. Like, Audible's got some sweet deals. Damn. And they've got all of the books. I don't have a... All of the books. I don't have a ton of time... To just like listen to a book, like I wouldn't listen to. Do you listen to audio books at home? No, no, you, like no. You no. couldn't do one wireless headphone in and just like pop that on when you're just fucking. Yeah, I mean I could. Yeah, but also like hanging out with Johnny and Michael is not bad though. Yeah, well, like, I'm just saying like. But, I mean, I could listen to it thirty minutes at a time in the car, like just driving. Yeah, I mean, you can knock it out in two weeks or whatever. I might get an Audible and just get Graham Hancock books. Yeah. Just try it out. What's his first one called? I know America Before. I oh. don't even know if it's his first one, but America Before and then... Food of the Gods? Food of the... Yeah. I love... Graham Magicians Hancock. of the Gods? That might be the second one. He had a follow-up. That might be the second one. I love all the Graham Hancock podcasts with Joe Rogan. Yeah. They're so good. I know. I kind of want to revisit like the first two. Those were the strongest ones. I don't know, dude. The one about the lost civilization was pretty fucking yeah. intriguing. Graham Hancock's good. Is Graham Hancock the guy that smoked with Joe Rogan again for the first time? In... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he took quite a while off, but before yeah. that, he was fucking getting Hot, stoned so in the morning. And yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. the whole time yeah. he wrote, which to me sounds exhausting. It sounds horrible. Like, if I really want to like sit down and concentrate, that is not the thing that I should be using. No, no, it, no, it's good. I can write music I can't, high, I can't but not even, lyrics. I can't even write comedy high. No. Because I get too like you start thinking too much around the around yeah. the idea rather than just on the idea yeah. itself. Yeah, like you can get funny prim you get funny premises when you're high, obviously, yeah. but you can't write a detailed joke when you're high because you just focus on the details. Like, well, that's not funny. Yeah, it's like, well, don't think about it that way. <laughs> Have you tried doing any of the writing like Joe Rogan does? What does Joe Rogan do? This is how when I heard him say it, I was like, that's how I would write. I mean. That has to be more subject-based than, like, straight jokes. But he says he just sits down with a topic and then just starts writing, and then the ideas show up. No, I don't do that. I feel like that would work great. The best the, the best way for me to write is to be driving in a car, like, with nothing going on and listening to pop punk. Just, like, like literally, for whatever reason, pop punk. Specifically, I it's a good one. it doesn't work with country. It doesn't work with rap. It doesn't. But if I'm listening to just like Green Day and like fucking Sublime, which isn't really pop punk, but it's the same kind of feel, or fucking Life, like anything that sounds like Southern it, California, yeah, yeah, the material just flows. 
And then also It's a good headspace to be in. And then also when I'm laying down to go to sleep, my mind just fucking yeah. runs bits. I don't under, I don't know why I don't know why but my mind works in fucking like I'll have conversations with myself, but I'll have conversations with myself mm-hmm. and then like try to I just try to turn everything into a bit. Yeah. Like my conversations in my head are a lot like my conversations with you where it's just nonsense after nonsense trying to turn into something that is like somewhat profound and like relevant. Yeah. But most of the time it's just nonsense. This weekend exactly what I expected. <laughs> yeah. That makes total sense. And that's good for fucking writing bits. Yeah, like Although, Most of my do you fall asleep quick normally? No, you're stuck with that for a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I wrote the wheelchair joke. Okay, I was just that's, I was laying. That's in, one of your strongest. Jokes. I was. It's my it's my favorite way to open a set. Yeah, but I was literally just like laying. It's in, a story it draws people. I out. was laying in bed thinking about like, what if I just fucking like beat up a guy. I don't even I don't even know how it started, but it just ended up with like me beating the shit out of a guy and then throwing his wheelchair off the bridge. Like yeah. I don't It's a solid joke. Because there's no laughs. Like it's just like why is this guy like this guy's just jerking himself off about how he yeah. beat the shit out of a guy one yeah. time and then it's like when I threw his wheelchair off the bridge like what the fuck is this? It's like what it's, it's the perfect turn. It's really a good joke. It's just like Like if you went on Kill Tony you get yeah. that one minute. Yeah, that's your that's joke. That's my joke. And yeah. then I and then I would just do my quick like concentration camp joke. I wish I could do my fucking or least favorite race or least favorite race. I wish I could do my Alex Trebek joke still, but yeah, that went out of shelf life just like Alex Trebek. Just like old Alex Trebek. R.I.P. Sounds like double jeopardy. <laughs> Sounds like he's dead now. Yeah. Well, turn, 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 and all that. But tragedy plus time. That equals comedy. Equals comedy. I uh, I recently, and I told you this, I'll tell the audience, I got booed after I finished singing coronavirus the other night. Hard, hard boo. This guy who was fully on board with everything I was doing, and then I started singing coronavirus, and he fell silent and nope. was just sort of sitting out there incredulous, like, really, man? Like, that's not cool. Too soon. Disappointed. All that, disappointed. And then at the end of the song, what's that? You need a beer. And then at the end of the song, because in a restaurant, or it was a bar, I guess, bar restaurant, you don't always get claps because people are in their conversations, they're eating, whatever, you don't always get claps. And so I finished the song, it's pretty quiet, and the guy goes, interesting, or no, he booed me and then he went, you notice how the room's pretty quiet? And I was like, yeah, that song usually divides the room. And then all of a sudden, this black dude turns around and starts fucking clapping as hard as he can. And then the rest of the place fucking starts clapping. I was like, hey, how about that, pal? It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, but it's, you know, that's the second time now that one of my songs has elicited a serious negative response. And, like, I'll post, like, I'll tweet about it. And then I'll, like, post on Instagram. And people will, like, fuck that guy. Do it. You know, all this. And I'm going... No, that's a great story. I don't give a yeah. shit because I like this song. Yeah, I know a lot of people guy. that yeah. like this song. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Anybody who's going to get upset, I don't care about their opinion. Uh, yeah. So it's really just funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
like, yeah, I really don't. I really could not care less could about this fucking less. guy. But so that happened. Kevin and I got sick at the exact same time. We both took the same day off of work. Yeah, that was rough. That was a rough. The it night, was like three days, but it was yeah. rough. I went to work on Monday, and I noticed that my throat was pretty scratchy. Yeah. That, and it just, I was like, oh, no, I know this feeling. This Something's yeah. about to come on. And then made it through the day. The night got worse, but when I laid down for bed, I was in legitimate, like, chest pain. Just like, oh, this this feels it's fucking tight. gross. It's tight. It's tight and yeah. painful. And, like, it was tough to sleep. coughing a lot. And I was like... I was already like, yep, I'm not going to work tomorrow. Like, this yeah. is not going to happen. Well, and then over the course of those, like, three days, I slept maybe a total of three hours over three days. Yeah, well, I had, luckily, I had, like, basically, I had a day of work on Tuesday where I could do whatever I wanted. And I was like, look, I'm not coming in today. I feel like fucking dog shit. Then the next day, I had a pretty short day. So I was like, all right, I'll go in. But, like, I couldn't breathe. My fucking chest hurt. I was coughing all the time. Yeah. And just, like, I had, like, this fucking sinus pressure that was just killing my head but I didn't have a fever and I wasn't like super achy we could still taste and smell everything yeah it wasn't COVID but it was just like it was just bullshit for a couple days it was bullshit I, I went to work I had out. to play a gig that gig where I got booted I had to play the night that I took off of work yeah I went to work on Monday and I was like trying to pass the panels up on the roof and usually it's fucking easy it was just a single story shingle house but i was so fucking weak that it was like taking everything i had to get the panel up to where that's they could rough. grab it that is just rough i was like why is it and that's when i knew that like i was about to get sick because when i get sick my body usually just gets like weak and tired for yeah. a couple days and it's just like when i was like trying to fucking lift those panels i was like this is not working yeah i had the same same sensation fucking and every time you're sick especially if it if you're at work, you're like, it makes I you really feel... don't appreciate how not bad work is when I'm feeling good. Yeah. Like, feeling good versus being sick is such a contrast that it's like, and I really need to appreciate work. I hate work. calling in sick because I feel like that people never believe you. Never believe you. But it's like, but I never call in sick when I'm not sick. Like, yeah. I never do. Yeah. Because, like, I'll go to work hungover as fuck. Because that's my own fault. Yeah. But I'd never, like, call in sick unless yeah. I feel like shit. Yeah. I usually have to call in sick maybe three times a May, year. Yeah. Maybe four. Yeah. Five on a good year. But I, you just feel, yeah, A, you feel like they know that you're lying yeah. even if you're completely not. Yeah. And there's just, there's no way around that. Yeah. And then... I forget. I lost yeah. my... Uh, that's why I pretty much... That's pretty much why I always only take one day off. Because yeah. then you go to work the next day still a little bit sick. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe you were really sick. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't think I've ever taken two days off for being sick. No, me neither. It's always just one. Because you go... Because, like, usually the day that you take off is the day after you were feeling weird the previous day. Not yeah. straight sick. Yeah. So you get hit with the first day. And then once you kind of know how it feels, you're able to... Figure out how you can make this work at work. Yeah. Because it usually doesn't get worse than that first real fucking hit. Yeah. No, it's not for me. Yeah, not for me. Like, either. I've never really even really, like, had the flu for multiple days. Like, stomach flu? Yeah, like anything. I had the stomach flu one time for a week. I When we went... So, when we went to the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio, I had a fever for, like, three days. And flying on the plane 
Fuck. Yeah, that's rough. Sucked. That's rough. And then we got to San Antonio. It was just cold. Yeah, like the first night, my parents and Andy went out to get dinner, and I took a the hottest shower I could possibly take. And I finally started like sweating and I broke my fever and then I felt good the rest of the time. But that was like three days where I felt like shit. Yeah. And I think also it's probably because we flew and I just (sighs) flew pun. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You can't let a one of them go by. (coughs) Um, I don't care what anybody says. Puns are funny. Puns are a lot of people think it's either lazy or cheap, and I go, no, pun requires thinking about wordplay. Yeah, it's all wordplay. Yeah. It's not a big An fucking idiot goof. That, no, idiots never come up with puns. No. Because they're idiots. They don't think... Which, on Letterkenny, I read that the reason that they do all that wordplay is basically to demonstrate that just because they're hicks doesn't mean that they're dumb. Like, that's the yeah. main reason they started that wordplay was to prove that these are smart people who just happen to work in agriculture. Yeah. Like go for and it's yourself. like puns are what smart people do, and idiots get jokes. Yeah, like they get humor. They get any like they get all kinds of humor, but they don't get pun. Harrison's <laughs> never made a pun intentionally. Not intentionally. <laughs> that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> no, I love a good pun. It's my, it's I my love favorite. A thing. good golf pun is second to none. Yeah, that's par none. I love a good golf pun. Here's to a bogey-free round tomorrow, boys. Exactly. <laughs> it we looks got, like we got ourselves got, a couple of bogeys. Look at the one in the door. Oh, yeah. We had a fun little trip this weekend. Yes, we did. We had a great little Saturday. Oh, man. It was it was a classic. It was an actual trip. One and a half doses. Baby. Of liquid Dimethyltryptamine. What did we take? Lysergic acid diethylamide. Mm-hmm. That. From Big Red, we got to hit up again. We got to hit him up again. I was going to do that today and I forgot. But, um. Oh, just fantastic. Hell of a cider. The neighbors moved. Neighbors moved. Our the, favorite neighbors. The neighbors who decorate for all the holidays never bug us. Just do their own thing. They Kevin and I are up on the roof watching them pack their life up. Yeah. I don't think they appreciated that we were on the roof, but we were going to be on the roof. We were going to be on the roof. When we would come downstairs, it's like... It was rough downstairs. It was, yeah. Inside was rough. Inside was not the place to be, and then you'd get back up on the roof, and life was just great again. Life was groovy. Luckily, the wind was blowing pretty hard, so just something about having that constant noise definitely helped, because if we were up there on a hot, silent day, and they were packing up, and Kevin and I were just up there laughing our balls off, it would have been... A whole different story. When I said look at the one at the door, and when you said cats, when you played cr- Cats in the Cradle, yeah, it was like we fucking lost it. Well, because we, because you also just come up with stories. Yeah. Like backgrounds for all these people and the people driving by. We don't, what the fuck we that don't guy know anything to? about him. No. And there was the pool guy yep. that drove by and then came back. And then there was also that other lady that just like stopped and like slowly drove all the way down. Mm-hmm. And then you played Secret Agent Man or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> we got to hit up Big Red soon because I want to do that again. That was fun that was, as fuck. Uh, yeah, that was so fun. And it, it had that classic afterglow that I haven't yeah. had from the last few trips. No. Where one like, you just enough. really feel good. Yeah, one is next day. Enough. One, you're still sort of in your head. You just feel really good. One, one and, and a half, half plus you takes leave, you yeah. out. 
and you really just get a fucking float and then come back down to earth with a fucking busting some ruts. God, we bust. We were rut busting. Rut for sure. busting. So yeah, I'll we'll we'll craft a little text and we'll send it his way. Ooh, fun! Cause it's been what two and a half months, three fun, months. Fun, fun little gambling story. Me, Devin, and Tony. For the listeners, you already know this. Me, Devin, and Tony each put twenty bucks down on the Beavs to win against Colorado, and they won. Obviously, so we put sixty bucks down. We won and got up to like one hundred twenty each or something. Road put that down on them to beat Tennessee. Got up to like seven hundred, five hundred bucks total, maybe, and then we bet on them to beat at Oklahoma State, and now we're at like three fifty eight each. Yeah. Which you bought in, but here's the thing. So Devin wants to. Devin hit me up today about buying in now. About buying in now? Yeah. What'd you tell him? He told me to give him a call at seven, and then he, I'm going to tell you his text because it's funny. This is going to be worth it. All right. I would do. I would advise you not to buy in with Devin, and just stay bought in with me. But let me tell you our plan first. All right. So we're going to leave 150 dollars. So we're at 358, or we're at like 378 right now total. But there's fees and shit. So and plus we all put in 20 bucks. So we're saying we're at three fifty each. We're gonna leave one hundred and fifty or a hundred. I can't remember if we decided on one hundred and fifty or a hundred each. We're leaving in, and then so we're gonna leave like a hundred or one hundred fifty in for football season or baseball season or whatever for future mm-hmm. bets because when you buy into Bavada, they tax you. Yeah. So we don't want to buy in again. Um, because when we put in sixty, we only really got forty bucks. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that much of a tag. Yeah, so we're leaving. So we're leaving. We're leaving some in. We're betting fifty bucks on the spread and fifty bucks on the money line. So we're betting a hundred bucks on the next Beaver game. And then if they lose and we lo- we lose that money, let's say, then we're just pulling out a hundred bucks for ourselves and leaving that other hundred fifty in yeah. for future bets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we would each get fifty. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he must have figured out how to get the money or something because he texted me and he said, yo, you still want it on that beaver pool we have going? Now that my money isn't tied up, I can get you in on our next bet. So does that mean he's figured it out? Maybe. But anyways, I said, uh, he said, give me a call later today. I get off at 7 a.m. Will do. And then he texted me at 7.30. He said, I'll give you a call when I get up later. I'm more worn out than Harrison and Kevin's double-sided dildo right now. <laughs> Fuck that hit me right this morning. Obviously, that that's a good solid. line. That's that was, a good line. That was fucking solid. I'm more worn out than Kevin Harris's double-sided dildo. That's a good line. That's a good line. So, but I mean, yeah, I mean, if, I mean, yeah, I can say about him with you if, you, if that's better. Yeah. Let's fucking get in. Well, I don't know what Devin's offering. I don't know if Devin's gonna offer you to just like pay for a fourth and you get like I don't know what he's gonna offer you. So, but. The fucking beeves are just unprecedented things. Yeah. Only one number 12 seed has ever made the Elite Eight. The beeves could be the second ever to make the Elite Eight. 
That's good on all fronts for recruiting, for the reputation of the school. And that's gonna get that's gonna get them so much TV time. Yeah. Because or and a lot of people talking about because or they're talking Ro- about the Elite Eight. The Beavers are gonna be talking because about a lot. Or Roberts is gonna lose. Yep. Who are they playing? Is there a 15 seed? Yeah, I can't remember, but but they can't win again, can they? I wouldn't think so, but I mean, maybe it's been a wild year. But let's say okay, but they're probably gonna lose. A 15 seed is probably gonna lose, and if we beat Loyola in Chicago, then they're obviously out. So yeah. we're the only Cinderella left. Yeah. And then it's going to be either Oregon or USC, who we beat before already. Yeah. And they're going to have to play Gonzaga, so they they're, can, yeah they're in trouble. And then we're going to have to either play Syracuse or Houston. Yeah. Which honestly, based on like, um, so when Syracuse plays a non-power five school in the tournament, they're they've won like seventy-five or eighty percent of their games because they're a power five school and they run that zone. Mm-hmm. And teams just like don't know what to do with it, but Houston also is a two seed, so they might be a little bit better than what Syracuse normally plays. Yeah. So that that game's kind of a toss up, but but Houston barely beat Rutgers. Is that right? Yeah, like they barely won a two versus. It wasn't the fifteen, but it was like a two versus eleven or something. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I think Rutgers. So I mean, like they're they could lose, and then if if it's a twelve seed against an eleven seed, like that's a fucking toss up. Yeah, in the elite eight. In the elite eight to get to the to final to the four, final like that's four. a fucking toss up. Yeah. And again, I just we got the squad for it. We and can yeah. definitely make that happen. Yeah, we have the heart and hustle and determination. Yeah. And the team, the and the camaraderie. Yeah. Which just and the coach. those are the intangibles yeah. that make for a team better than the sum of its parts. Yeah, and even though our our parts are really, are really solid, solid and like we're a twelve seed because we started the year off rough, but we also had a lot of junior college transfers and like a lot of transfer portal people, so they also had to get used to playing with each other. Yeah, like it wasn't they, it wasn't a team like we have some veteran leadership, but it wasn't a team of people that have played together a lot. Yeah. So like the beginning of the season was rough, but as they came together, I mean, obviously they found they figured something out they because they group. won the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah. That like, doesn't happen by accident. You don't. You it can't. Doesn't. You can't. You can't accidentally win five games in a row against tournament teams. No. You can't accidentally do that. No. So that comes from a very specific gameplay. Yeah. And execution and just belief in yourself. Belief in the team, belief in yourself, belief in your coach. Yeah. Like so with a coach that believes in you. They got We're fixing they to got, be one of the greatest to be like, the greatest look, we, of all time. We could lose to Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago is a good team, but we have enough to beat them also. Yeah. Like it's not you we're not bowing down to anybody. There's no part of it that it, that we don't, there's a clear front runner. No, even if we had to play Baylor, who I was like scared of, until I heard Tim Kalashad say that we beat a team that beat them. Yeah. Like that's not saying like maybe Baylor had a bad game and Oklahoma State played their best game. Yeah. But I mean, that means if we play our best game and they have a bad game, we can. They beat them. underestimate us as a 12 seed. We can beat them. Yeah. 
And I think a lot of teams do underestimate us, A, because we're a 12 seed, B, because they've never heard of Oregon State in a, yeah. in a basketball sense. No. But also because – The Beavs are constantly because, underrated. Because there's no player on our team where you're, they're like – Probably Ethan Thompson is probably the most like the other team is like we gotta watch out for Ethan Thompson. Yeah. But let's say you double team Ethan Thompson and leave someone else open, you're There's done. Be a lot of you're done. You're done open. for yeah. because everyone else on our team can hit their shots. Yeah. And they can they can produce and then our defense is outstanding. Yeah. So you have to struggle for everything you get. It requires you to out-hustle us, and that's not going to happen. And that's not going to happen. Not that's gonna not going to happen. The Beavers will not be out-hustled. Not this team. No. They will not be out hustled. You will not get the 50-50 balls. The Beavs no. will get all the 50-50 balls. Yeah. They will dive on the floor. They will scrap. We go. We will scrap. The Beavs are gonna scrap, dude. Like they will get all the 50-50 balls. The Beavs have one of the things that a lot of teams never have, which is the Beavs know exactly who they are. Like that's how they play. And they don't play outside of that. No. They, no, they know where. Because again, everybody could be a threat. It just depends what's the situation, but they all know what situation is meant for that guy. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I can tell. Yeah. The right guys step up at the right they time. They literally just move the ball until someone gets an open shot, and then you take the shot. Yeah. They don't care who gets the glory, because no. if one guy gets the glory, that means the whole team is going to get the glory. Yeah, and if one guy... Sh- that's the thing, is they're playing for the Beavers. They're yeah. not playing, they're not for, playing themselves. for themselves. They're playing, they're playing for, for the, the Beavers. beavers. They like, know that they were picked last. They they have no other choice. It's than to like play you were saying the other day the when I told you like Johnny and Michael get paid per job, so they want to get done as early as possible. Yeah. I obviously hate fucking work, so obviously. I want to get done as early as possible. Obviously. So when you all have the same goal and you're all working towards the same thing, it doesn't matter who does what, who does the most. It doesn't matter no. as long as you all accomplish the goal and you get to fucking. Do what you wanted to do. That's you're, all that matters. You're gonna win as a team. You're gonna celebrate as a team. Yeah, no and, one. And on everybody's the, aware of that. And yeah, whoever gets the post game press conference, whether it's Coach Tinkle, whether it's Jared Lucas, whether it's Ethan Thompson, anybody, they're gonna give the praise to the team and their teammates before themselves. Yeah. Because that's how they are as a team. Yeah. And it's just what you love to see. And they play in fucking like fucking sixteen hours. In the Sweet 16. In the Sweet 16. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And no Beaver fans can... Well, some Beaver fans, but very few Beaver fans can be there to even see it. Yeah. No shit. But they... But, dude, they got everyone... Everyone There's is There's a lot of people them. pulling for the Beavs. Dude, even, like, Doug fans on Twitter have been like, it's cool to see. Like, it's... We have been down for so long. So long. And the Pac-12 has the Pac-12 gets shit on constantly yeah. as a conference, and we have four teams in the Sweet 16. No other conference has more than yeah. two, and we have four, and it's like we could get three to the Elite Eight, but Oregon and USC have to play each other, so we can't get four. But like, what if we get three of the of the Elite Eight? That would be that wild. That would be insane. We could get an Oregon versus Oregon State national. national team. I was about to bring that up. Like what? Like what if that happened? It never would, but what if it did and we've already beat them two out of three times? Kevin, if that ever happened, and then then we obviously win. Ultimate bragging rights forever. 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 There's no question. 
Oh, you won a national championship? Who'd you beat? Oh, Duke? Yeah, we beat you. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. We beat you when we won a national championship. I'm going to be pumping up the term Civil War the day that that happens. Yeah. If we're meeting in the national championship, that's that the is Civil the War. Civil you can go fuck War. yourself if you disagree. Because you're wrong. I don't know. Have I told you? I think I might have told you, but I haven't told the audience. But what I think the official name of the Civil War should be is the game formerly known as the Civil War. Because it, that still illustrates that I it's like the it. Civil War. Yeah. But it's like, hey, we're not calling that anymore. But we don't have a name for it, so it's the game formerly known as the Civil War. I was thinking about that today. Because on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, the one with Doug Stanhope that just came out. Go check it out, everybody. Um, Stanhope said something, and then he goes, that's it, I'm canceled. And I went, that's it right there. <coughs> literally within the bounds of reason become uncancelable by saying pretty much anything and then going that's, that's it, it I'm, I'm canceled yeah because you acknowledging that you said that's like that's why that you, you just it. made a joke yeah and so that's a lot harder to argue again I don't know I just had that thought yeah. that I was like that's a great loophole if you follow it with that that's it I'm canceled pretty hard to convince to you especially because you already put the the fucking you're already acknowledging that you don't take it seriously. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to cancel me? I don't give a fuck. Oh, I'm canceled. Ugh. Ooh, yeah. Guess who's going to be back on a podcast tomorrow, bitches? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't remember where I, I, I got that I love Doug Stanhope. I love Doug Stanhope, too. It is wild. I bet Doug Stanhope would be a Beaver fan if he really, like, understood and yeah. picked a sports team. He also is a big team. fan of jerseys and color schemes and all that. And how can you beat the beefs? How can you beat the beefs? You can't. Orange top, black black bottoms, white shoes, black helmet? Get fucked. Yeah. Or just the all white with the fucking orange <sighs> numbers and the black trim. Even the all blacks and even the all oranges. Yeah. Although I usually don't like the all blacks, but in the beavers, sure. In, when it comes to the beavers uniforms, I love the all blacks. Gotta love the all blacks. I love I, the all whites more. Don't well, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, but I love the all blacks. I love that white helmet with the beaver logo. Yeah. Even the new one, it looks yeah. good. It's crisp. Like it's crisp. I would describe, I would describe it as crisp. crisp for sure. I, there's just something about an all-white helmet with the classic Benny logo on it, though. It's just nice. It's, it looks really good. The Beavs just need to go back to classic Benny. I feel like they're leaving a lot of money on the table by not because, A, I would buy a ton of merch. Everybody would. And if I would like go to the effort of buying stuff, which I usually don't, there's a lot of people who definitely would. Every time I'm at the Beaver store and I see something with the classic Benny on it, I always buy it. Snag that, yeah. I always do. Because anything class, I wish they would have a re a resell of like the Angry Beaver, like the magnet that's yeah. on our fridge and on my truck. Yeah, that's a sweet Beaver that's a logo sweet beaver too. too. And it's from our best era. It's from our be yeah, it's from the Jonathan Smith days. Yeah, but classic Benny. But is think about the best but, but think about now that we're like actually getting good at shit and yeah. we're like being aggressive. If we went back to that Angry Beaver and just like. Fucking yeah. kicked it up a notch. It's time to stop being modern. No, let's go back let's to the classics. Because honestly, it works on a number of levels. One, through nostalgia alone. Two, because it's a nice looking logo. And it's like, the beaver we have now is fine, but it's too modern. Yeah, it doesn't And, especially in the age of COVID, you could say, and just with like technology progressing and doing all this stuff, 
I think a lot of people really want something to finally feel traditional again. Yeah. Because everything's moving at such a pace that it's like, I fucking yeah. can't keep up and I just can't just feel like I'm in the middle of just regular life. Yeah. With life like it's always been. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people want to get that sense of just like, let's go tradition. Let's go with things that have been around for a long time that like really yeah. meant something instead of something that just shifts every couple of and, years yeah. when it's in style. Yeah. It's like, I, no, we're getting back to our roots. Yeah. It's a slam dunk for Oregon State, especially because of what we Beaver are. fans understand tradition. That's why you're Beaver fans. Exactly. You're not. That's, you're you not a flippant Beaver fan. No. There's no like wishy-washy. Yeah, this year I'm a Beaver fan. No. No. It's like I'm a Beaver fan because on my birth certificate it said, fan. "Oh, Kevin Sugg, Beaver fan." Yeah. And so I decided that day that I'm a Beaver fan, and I will not ever be anything other than a Beaver fan. Yeah. I'm a 49er fan, but you know what? I like a lot of NFL teams. I'm a Blazer fan, but I like a lot of basketball teams. I'm a Mariners fan. I like a lot of baseball teams. But there's only one college team that I root for. Root for. And there's only one team that I get upset if they lose. Yeah. It's not the Niners. It's not the Blazers. It's not the Mariners. It's the Beavers. It's the Beavers. When the Beavers lose, it bums me out. Because I want nothing but the best for anyone who decides to put on a beaver uniform. Yeah. Because I feel like you made that choice for me. Yeah. Like, professional athletes are paid to play for the team that they play for. And it's awesome if you're a fucking guy like Kobe Bryant who only ever plays for the Lakers. Or you're a guy like fucking... God, nobody in the NFL. I was going to say Brett Favre. I was going to say Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers at this point. You, yeah. Derek Jeter, you only ever play for one team. That's yeah. great, but you were still paid to play there. Yeah, you didn't cho- like they drafted you. You didn't choose to be a Yankee. You chose to be a Beaver. Yeah, and I will I'll forever be grateful for you to that because I would have chose to be a Beaver as well. Yeah, like that's the school that I would have gone to. That's no the mentality what. where you go. Yeah, this guy's on the right track because yeah. he. If the Beavers want you, there's other schools that also are vying for your attention. Not a lot. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. But but but, but mostly as yeah. a general rule, not, not, not you're not getting USC's probably. No. You're getting like Oregon State's, Washington State's, Boise State's. Nevada. But you still have a lot of options. But you have options. And you chose the Beavs. And you chose the Beavs. And if you choose, yeah, I mean, I, that's yeah, I don't know. It just means more. Like college sports mean more. When I see guys on Twitter that are like, "Fucking go to Oregon State, baby." Yeah, let's go, like, the Build the right dam. There. It's like, yeah, this guy gets it. That, this like, guy the second I see this guy, I'm always wary of new people in pretty much any facet of life. I don't care if it's a new SNL season. No comment on how good SNL is, but a new SNL season, you're always a little wary of whoever the featured players are. But when the Beavers pick up a new guy, you go, that guy's going to win a national work. championship it's for us. Out. That guy's going to win a national out. championship for us. Some, yeah. This Beaver is just eternal hope and optimism. Even That's what's so cool about the Even when there beaver. shouldn't be. Like, yeah. But that's another thing about the Ducks. It's like the Ducks always have aspirations higher than they can achieve. Yeah. Because they've, they've gotten close. Yeah. But, but they also not, can't finish. But they're not Ohio State. Like, they're just not Ohio State. No. They're not Auburn. Like, they can not make those Ohio. games. They can beat Florida State. They can make those games. But when push comes to shove, they typically lose. If they're playing for a trophy. To those teams. So their expectations of a national championship or bust are unrealistic. So they get, like, this cocky, douchey sniff. Yeah. And it's like, bro, you're not going to get what you think. But Beaver fans are just like... 
this game seems it's, we can win this game. We focus on this game. Yes. If we win this game, I'm happy. Yeah. The Ducks are like, we're moving on. Yeah. Let's talk about the national. So, yeah, we should have beat. We should have beat this team. It's, it's like, like, well, go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, we're like, if we win a game, we want it. That's the game that we were focused on. Yeah. We are here to win today's game because we want to party with a Beavers win. Yeah. I don't care who they're playing. No. I want to party with the Beavers win that night. Yeah. And then when you get number one USC and you fucking beat them, yeah. it's like, yeah, well, go fuck yourself. Yeah. We're the fucking Beavers. What did you expect? Here's the thing about Duck fans. Shout out to Tyson. This actually doesn't really, this doesn't apply to Tyson. But it does because he's a Duck fan. So he's a Duck so fan. sweep him under the rug. But the attitude doesn't apply yeah, to Tyson. Yeah, but sweep him under the rug. Which is, so many Duck fans are just cocky douchebags because... And it's not necessarily that they're aware of it, but in the same way that a guy who's not cool really likes talking about how cool he is. Trying to be cool, yeah. If you're constantly mentioning how cool you are, you're you're not not a cool guy. If you're constantly mentioning how you're a national championship contender, but you've never won one, and you're like, you're not one, it's like, yeah, Yeah. well, you're not. And again, we're not comparing. We get that we haven't been in the national championship game. Yeah. That's not the point. That's not the point. The point is, every time you get there... You're not even competitive with the team that you're playing. Yeah. It's like, it's like okay, you beat Florida State. You had Marcus Mariota. They had Jameis Winston. You won some big games in an ex- exhibition sense. But when it comes to playing for a title or something like that, and well, I mean, they've won titles, but they've like in Rose terms Bulls. of the national championship. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. But they, they do. I mean, they don't have a great record in bowl games. No. The Beavers have a better record in bowl games, I'm pretty confident. Well, yeah. Under Mike Riley, we were like 7-2 and two or something. Yeah. Like, we show up. For, we sh- That's the Beavs thing. It's like, whatever about Because the a bowl game for us means like... It means something. It means something. And like for the Ducks, if they're playing Rose the Holiday Bowl, Bowl, a Rose Bowl means something, and a national championship means something. I mean, obviously, like that goes well. But when they play in a lesser bowl, they're playing in the Holiday they Bowl. Don't give they're a just fuck. like, yeah, they're like, whatever. We should win this. Yeah. And if they don't, it doesn't like, matter. It's an extra game. Yeah. yeah whatever. Free shit. Whatever. But the Beavs, if, if the Beavs are in the Sun Bowl, yeah. we're trying our ass off to win that game. We're the working man's fucking team and here's and here's another good little analogy the ducks if they lose a bowl game and they don't really care it's like a rich kid whose dad bought him like a Lamborghini or not a Lamborghini but like Like a a nice car but not the best car yeah and they just go I don't even fucking want it and then they fucking go jerk off in their room yeah the beeves are grateful to get a Toyota earned Camry Money to buy an average car, but they treat it like a Buick because it's a car. Because they wait, we earn this, yeah. we get to drive this, and that's why we're gonna win. Yeah, the ducks are the rich kid who's just like handed it. Really, I didn't get a Lamborghini this year. You're just gonna give me a fucking Miata? on my sweet 16. All I get's an Audi. All right, yeah. fucking get out of here. That's a strong analogy. Yeah, I like that, and I'm gonna yeah. bring it up again in the future. I, I like that. I think that actually encapsulates the attitude pretty well. well I think you should. I hate the Ducks. I mean, I that goes without saying. I love Tyson, but I hate the Ducks. Yeah, well, t- dude, I think I think if Tyson listens to this, it's not going to happen. But if Tyson, for some reason, doesn't listen to this, I think we could convert Tyson to being a Beaver fan. Like, why would you be a Duck fan? You know what I mean? 
It would yeah. be so easy to jump ship. I know plenty of former Duck fans that are not Beaver fans. That's a fact. I mean, that's a fact. Like, there there's are no not... former Beaver yeah. fans that are now Duck fans. No, because you, that's not how you don't go. You don't go to the dark side. No, we're Luke Skywalker over here, and they're obviously Darth Vader. Obviously, and you have to get them to get to the point where they take the helmet off and be like, oh, "I'm your dad. I should have loved you more. I'm a Beaver fan." You yeah. know what I mean? I, th- I think I do. Yes. I think I'm tracking. It's like a Star Wars. Yeah. I get a little lost on Star Wars metaphors, but I know who Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker are. Yeah, you should. I, g- yeah. I do. That's pretty cultural. Han Solo. Yeah, he's Lando, a guy. Lando Calrissian. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh somebody Black. maybe knows a little more than you thought. Black guy? Oh. Black guy, Anakin. Yeah, white guy. Well, he's a white but guy. Yeah, Lando's a, guy. a black guy. Yeah. And also Mace Windu. He's a black guy. Not a lot of Asians. No. Not a lot of Asians. Not a lot of Pablo Torres on the Although they got Asians in the in new Star one, Trek. In the new one, in the new Star Wars, there's an Asian woman. Well, I don't know how I feel about that. She's not in it much. Again, again, this society. She was in it. This society is moving far too fast. She was in it, but she was not in it enough, and so people complained about that. That's discrimination. That's like them not letting Asians into Harvard. Well, I don't think. I think the the problem is there's too many Asians getting into Harvard. Well, there's too many Asians in general. Have you seen the population of China? They're like rabbits over there, just fucking breeding (laughs) and scheming. Scheming. It's my favorite joke, and. There's no. There's no way you, you to can't do you anything can't with it. Say it. You can't say it because it's obviously racist. You can't say it unless it's around. You can say that at friends. house parties yeah. with people that you trust. Yeah, but that's it. You can't say it around Luke. You can't say it around Luke. No. Although he's Korean, so yeah, you can. That's true. South, for those of you wondering, because he's yeah. in America. It's important. Got out of there. He's a good American. I love asking people. He's a good American. When I meet, if if I meet an Asian person. And I ask them where they're from, which I'm sure they hate. But if I do and they say Korea, I love I love asking Northern South. You have it's like my favorite. Because they always look at you and they're like They look at you like they've never got that joke question yeah, before. It's like, are you telling me there's never been somebody who also made that joke? Like you have to. You have to. Oh, you're gonna let that fruit not. No, that's get a picked. funny that's just a funny question that builds camaraderie. Say, so, look, if you don't like this joke, we cannot be friends. Yeah. And also, I'm going to make fun of you for being Asian. Feel yeah. free to make fun of me for whatever you want, but yeah. I'm going to make fun of you for being Asian. Luke. <laughs> he's a good American, though. He is a good American. And he's that's the, what most, it comes he's down the to. most redneck person I know. Yeah. Luke Lorenzo, 100% fucking Asian, Korean, which is in Asia, the most redneck person I know. In a book. And conservative. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, dude? That's the thing, though, and it doesn't get brought up enough, but for me, like, I, I, again, this goes without saying, but it really doesn't matter where you're from. If you're down with America, you're a good American, and I yeah, like it. Yeah. Like, let's, I like people who just like, let's go America. Like, let's go America. Yeah, why, why not? We're here to party, back-to-back World War champs. I don't care who you are. If you tell me that America's back-to-back World War champs, you're getting I like a high you. five. You're getting a high five. Yeah. You're a good American. We've never, we fucking never lost a world war. Like, get that through your heads. That's true. When you, when next time we there's a world war, people are going to be like, number one pick, America. That's we're 100%. Gonna like, we're going to be like, first of all, we're first captain. Okay. Yeah. Second of Nobody's all. Nobody's picking us. Second of all, 
It's all of you against us, motherfuckers, yeah. and we're taking you all down. <laughs> we got this. It's like when Umby plays dodgeball against the junior high kids. Yeah. God. I would like to know, because when you're in junior high, it's like, wow, Umby's really good. He just fucking loves beating kids in the head. <laughs> you know? But you go, what is what does it feel like to actually be a 40-year-old man, 45, 50-year-old Dude. man, playing dodgeball against junior hires? I bet it is super easy. Look, I can tell you this. When me and Fluff did open gym, or like that lunch program, easy. remember? In, during berries. Oh, I remember. Yeah, me and Fluff would do berries overnight, sleep for a couple hours, then do, go do open gym slash free lunch for like the youth. And the then we would go sleep again and then go to berries. But when we did that, I was... 18, 17, Ugh. 18, and I was playing dodgeball against those little kids, and it's fun as fuck. I bet it is. You can just pay. The parents get mad if you throw the ball hard, but it's like. Okay, those are parents that weren't fit to raise kids. Well, they need to be beat up. But a here's bit. the thing it's like the kids, are when you. Fun. Yeah, when you don't throw it hard, the kids are like, hey, come on. Yeah. Like, I kids wanna... know when you're, when you're like half assing it. Yeah. Like, they like, want. They want to be treated as people who are a legitimate threat. They, to like, the other especially side. like if they like like not to say that they look up to us but they had fun playing dodgeball with us like we're the older kids playing dodgeball with them the age gap they, between 18 and 12 is giant yeah but like they were like they wanted us to like fucking play dodgeball with them yeah. they would be like they would do all the kids against us and it's like alright let's fucking go kids are always down for like we want to beat somebody who might be tough. Yeah. They're like, we want to fucking show you guys there that was, we're not just dumb kids. We can win a game. There was one time where we took all the girls, me, Fluff, Nathan, Leslie. You got to tread with this. You started out pretty... Yeah, no, hold that's on. That's concerning. Wait till I get to the end. It was me, Fluff, Nathan, Leslie, Shelby, and Joey Beers. And we took all the kids to the bathroom. And there we all the, we took all the girls to the bathroom. Say no more. We took all the girls on one team and we played against all the boys. And like, we just... What does that have to do with the bathroom? No, that was a joke because okay. you said watch where you're going with this. We so we played dodgeball against him and we just like me and Fluff and kind of Nathan, but mostly me, Fluff and Shelby. No shot, no shot. Just picked off all the fucking kids. Natural. And then we left like the one like kid that thought he was hot shit. He's probably like twelve and just like thought that he was he was the one that would always challenge us. And we just let all the girls fucking take turns throwing the balls at him, trying to get him out. And nice. like we just sat back and laughed at him. Nice. It was pretty fun. And those kids, like, if you did that to a kid who was a loser, they would really be bothered by that. But the yeah. kid who thinks he's hot shit yeah. really thinks well, he can do it. And like he was a cool kid. Like he was like we enjoyed when he yeah. would like talk shit with us. Like he was fun. So it was like, all right, let's. Those are the best kids. Yeah, it's like let's show this kid. Let's let all these girls just fucking throw balls at him until they get him out. And so they did, and eventually they got him. And then we all just made fun of him, and then we just went on with our day. But it was fun. Like it's fun playing dodgeball with youth because you just feel youth. so superior. You can catch everything because they throw. They throw they like throw little girls. Like little girls. So you can just catch everything. Okay, I gotta. And then they don't know all the tricks yet, so you can just, like, roll a ball to them and then hit them. Or you can, like, throw a ball up in the air and then hit them. You can do a bunch of tricks you can do all that the they tricks. haven't seen before. <laughs> that they're like, who is this wizard who has all these fucking tricky little moves? How does this guy know everything about dodgeball? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so fun.
I love doing the the fucking open gyms. I love dodgeball. Why don't Obviously. we play dodgeball enough in this society? We have a perfect yard for dodgeball. We have the perfect Other yard than for dodgeball. It's going over the fence for sure. Oh yeah. But we have we're perfect, gunning them. We're we running have, and gunning. We have the perfect yard for dodgeball. Let's dodgeball. What was I gonna say? Something about dodgeball. I feel like it was about dodgeball, <laughs> but like not exactly about dodgeball. I have to think about it. We need PE. We need PE as adults. I think so too. Like, for a number of reasons. A. Nobody's getting any exercise. Pretty much everybody could use a little more exercise. Yeah. But also for the pecking order. Pecking order is important. Yeah, like you need to get the losers to know that they're losers and they'll always be losers. <laughs> but if they work hard, maybe they can crawl maybe their way they out of it. Maybe get better, yeah. If you work hard at dodgeball, you won't get out every time, you piece of shit. You piece Craig. of shit. This is really going to bother me. Whatever it was, because it was solid. I think it was funny. Oh, now I remember. You're going to have to give good. me one second, though. All right, one. I have to eat some food before I go see my parents because they're going to have drinks and I haven't eaten all day. How was that funny? That's not what I was... Just give me one second. One second. Okay, now that I've got that, okay. The bees... I'm going to tell you what it was. ...are in the sweet 16. You got that straight, boss. That doesn't happen often. It's never happened in my lifetime. No. No, the one time we were in, we lost the first game. First game, bad. Yeah, that was so sad because it was so exciting. I watched that Woco with Tyson. Oh, really? And, and like everybody at work, like yeah, it's just like that sucks. Where is this thing? Oh, I think Jake Shelburne went to Oregon State though. Really? I think so. This is one of them, which is... Oh, this is what it was related to, I think. 15-year-old boys' soccer team demands equal pay for beating U.S. women's team. Yeah, as they should. That wasn't the one I was thinking of, but that's funny, too. I can't remember. I'll never find it. The women's national soccer team has a case for equal pay, though. Because they do make more money than the men's team. The women's? In terms of revenue. Because they're actually good? Yeah. Yeah. But they get paid way less. But that's pretty much the only instance where it's... In that case, I'm I'm fully on board with pay those who bring in the most money. Me too. But that's pretty much the only isolated case that I know of where, like, they are underpaid compared to their male counterparts. Yeah. Most of the time, it's just a matter of, like, the jobs you take... The hours you work. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. Like I get, I get why they're upset, but also it's just like, that's pretty simple economics. Like WNBA players shouldn't make as much as male NBA players because they don't generate the revenue. They They don't sell tickets. They don't, people don't care. You can't pay with money that you don't have from revenue that you brought in. Yeah. But like in terms of like doctors and like lawyers and fucking whatever like just normal jobs yeah women are paid the same yeah it's just a difference of choice jobs that they take yep career fields that they choose and hours that they work yeah and some of them take time like some women are just moms yeah like not which is the not most which is the hardest job in the world says oprah who's never been a mom never been a mother 
brilliantly pointed out by Bo Burr. Yep. Caitlyn Jenner got woman of the year. Hadn't even been a woman for a year. Yeah. Obviously, men are even better at being women than women. That's so true. God. There's this guy. He's a solid Twitter follow. But uh, do you know who Zuby is? Mm-mm. He's a solid Twitter follow. Good, good American, even Obviously. though I'm pretty sure he's British. Wow. Um, but America light. He is, you know, he's really like big on the anti-woke thing. And so he, and he's like a fitness guy and a rapper and he registered as a woman and called himself a woman, won the women's deadlifting championships or uh, one of those competitions. I think it was deadlifts just to make a point and then went back to being a dude. Nice. <laughs> fucking solid. You have to. He fucking obviously, obviously created the new record. It's like, what, like, yeah, what are you, now I would like to see somebody break it. Those are the people that you have to swear by because like, it's just there's like, such nonsense with like. It's like, you're dumb and let me literally show you why you're dumb. Right now. Yeah. Here I'm doing it in front of you and you applaud me and now I'm a dude again. Oh, fuck oh, you. Oh, fuck you. I can pick whatever I want to be according to you. Yeah, so, I'm gender fluid, yourself. you fucking bitch. You stupid bitch. You bigot? Yeah. What, are you fucking segregating me into a binary world? I don't think so. I don't think so, sister. My, uh... I hate most people. Oh, I'm with you. When my family was over here, we were all playing cards. You know how my parents like to talk politics, and my aunt and uncle will talk politics a little bit. And, you know, they're just going back and forth. They're all concerned. And I might have told you this already, but I'm actually encouraged. The further we get along down this horrible rabbit hole, the more I go, okay, yeah, more and more sensible people are going to be like, all right, it's time to jump off this train. Well, I feel like they, I feel like people feel like they've weeded out the the far right. Yeah. Like we don't take them seriously anymore. But now big government but, is the far left. But now it's like, well, okay, but there's also these fucking wackos over here on the far left that we have to take out. Yeah. Like you, people are going to start realizing that we've gone so far to where colleges are literally having segregated graduations. Like yeah. that's a legitimate There's no other That's a legitimate exactly story. It yeah. And it it's like okay, people are going to realize that they're going too far in the opposite direction just listening to these fucking wackadoos. Yeah. And like maybe it maybe it was all just because Trump was in office that these radical left people had a voice. But now that he's not, let's hope that we can get them out of here as well. Yeah. And then get back to a president who's, I don't know, not 70. Yeah. Yeah. A, not just a straight liar. And then B, not a dead old man. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't fight any. We got a sociopath and a fucking... Dead s- person. Skeleton, basically. Yeah. A skeleton with dementia. Let's call it that. Our best options are two of the oldest men in the country. Like, guys. What is The Rock doing that he can't be president? I know. I either The Rocco Jocko show is got to be the or Jocko is president, and then Joe Rogan is vice president. No, because Joe Rogan doesn't. I don't know. I think that'd be pretty good. I'm not look, saying he would do it. Look me in the eye. We're talking no, seriously. No, 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 no. Look me in the eye and tell me that Joe Rogan, as president, is as professional or like vice president. Okay, but 
That's why I'm saying that's not gonna, real. But it's going to flip back and that forth. That one's not real. But it's going to flip back and forth. But Joe Rogan or The Rock going to meet with... No, yeah, The Rock. Yeah, you want The Rock. It's got to be agree. The Rock or Joe I, I was saying if not that, and really I know Joe Rogan would never do it. So he can't... Not. Yeah, you got to have The Rock for The Rock four, is willing to play the, ball. You gotta, Joe Rogan's You got to have The Rock for four years... Then Jocko for four years, then The Rock for four years, then Jocko for four yeah. years. That's sixteen years, and now America is the greatest country in the world I again. Agree. Again. Well, you know what part of that is? Both The Rock and Jocko. Discipline. Discipline, and they believe in hard work. Probably above, Beaver fans. Uh, probably Beaver fans. They believe in hard work above, above anything else. Anything else, and that's the kind of attitude America needs. Yeah. We need people who say. We're going to help you where we can, not but we're not hard. doing handouts. Politicians do not work hard at all. They no. don't know what hard work is. They have not. They've had government jobs. Forever. Like, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Oh, you mean you've had a job where you've had a union and you can't be fucking fired, yeah. you piece of shit? You don't even have to negotiate for your own pay. The union does it. Yeah. Like, you haven't had to take it upon yourself to make it happen. Yeah. You got the job, you paid the union dues, and now they do all your bidding for you. Yeah. Go you just kick yourself. back. Go fuck yourself. Get people. The Rock is self-made. Jocko is self-made. Anne was a fucking Navy Anne's, SEAL. Yeah. And is the strongest jaw I've ever seen. Yeah, of all. Holy fuck. That guy looks like a no full-size action hero. No, he is G.I. Joe. He is G.I. Joe. G.I. Like, Jocko. No shit. Jesus. We need to get those guys in office. In office. Now. Yeah. We need to get need Joe to get Biden and Kamala back on the streets. Out of office. Holy fuck. There's, it is, it's, uh, it is a mess. Who elected those people? I can, get that there wasn't great options on the other side, but who elected these me, people? It concerns me that I'm not seeing any tweets about what's going on in the White House. No, none. Did you? It concerns me. Because least, yeah. It's no, like, well, it's just like, what do you, if you're, Hiding. if you're doing anything, you're gonna have critics on some. Uh, someone's gonna be critical. Yeah. But if you're not doing anything, but if then, literally every tweet is, "Where is he?" Yeah. Where is he? <laughs> Has anybody seen Joe Biden? Yeah. Kamala Harris fucking showed up to Florida, Obviously. where they haven't been masked for months, and like doing great. Yeah. Ron DeSantis is fucking kick ass. I swear by that guy, the governor of Florida. But anyways, Kamala Harris shows up and tweets out a picture of her walking off the plane, with a caption. Hey, Florida, help is here. And you know everybody in Florida is like, fucking leave. Yeah, what? You're going to do nothing but make our lives worse by making us do things that we didn't want to do in the first place and we haven't had to do for the past number of months. And it's not hurting anything. No. Like, God, they're dumb. She seems evil. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Biden just seems like a frail old man, and it actually seems kind of sad. It seems kind of nice, but yeah, it's it's sad like, at this point. I don't like Kamala Harris is Kamala Harris. She's up to is something. Is a scheming, yeah, bitch. She's without up a doubt to something. She's got a she's got a scary little laugh. Yeah, like it sounds suspicious. <sighs> she's yeah, she's evil. Yeah, I don't trust her fucking one little bit. Joe Biden, I think, is just he always wanted to be president. And so he's like, this is my chance. I can finally do it. I had the black guy as my president. <coughs> so I've got that. <coughs> A little bit of street, street cred. cred. He can say the N-word. Oh, for sure. Joe Biden definitely said it. If anybody's going to be surprised by that. There's, I would, I would, if I could have like a fucking genie to grant me three wishes, 
One of my wish, one of my wishes would be to know the number of people on earth that have never said the N word that know the connotation of what it means. Yeah. I bet it's not a lot. It's not a lot, and I'm pretty sure it's uh, it is the same word, but it means something completely different in some other country. Everyone has said it. Like, there's no way you've gone your whole life without saying it when you're four. You never fucking said it. I don't think I ever said it when I was four. How? Why? You didn't see black people? <laughs> <laughs> I just knew it in my white bones. No, but when everybody has said it when they're singing along to a rap song. That argument's been made a thousand times. Yeah. Like. It's impossible not to. It's in the vernacular. It's one of my top three favorite words. <laughs> That's what I named my book. It'll be my third album. Again, we have a black cat. We can say this. Um, I don't know. Like, obviously you want to tread lightly with it, but it's also, like... You can't say it. We made the argument a long time ago, and I was always concerned about this, but... We're probably going to get canceled for something completely unrelated, but... Well, we're going to get... If we ever get famous, we're immediately going to get canceled. Oh, yeah. But, like, there was... There always used to be the argument about how, like, Doug Stanhope had it, George Carlin had it, who... Everybody loves George Carlin. Not everybody loves Doug Stanhope, but everybody loves and respects George Carlin. And they used to have the point of... Words are just words. Yeah. And giving them more power only hurts. That's people. on you. And but the problem is, is there are a lot of black people who it does legitimately hurt them. And so you also don't want to hurt people, obviously. Yeah. But then George Carlin and Doug Stanhope are making a great point, which is if you let those words have power, they're that's on you, and it's going to hurt you. Then it's always going to have the power. You're going to feel more free as a person if what other people say doesn't doesn't bring you down. Them. And so those are competing things because you do want to preserve people's feelings because it matters. But, but also you time, don't want to give words such a power that, that they have the ability to then destroy people. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, get a hot you, don't talk. Want one, you don't want one word to have the ability to ruin your day. No. It's like if some if you're a if you're a black guy and some guy calls you the N-word, like you just like it sucks, but that can't like it's like that just, guy's an asshole. You have to just excuse that guy. Yeah, like fuck that guy. Nobody's words negatively should affect you as a general rule for any human being. Yeah. Somebody else's opinion of you should never affect you. Yeah. And it, it especially shouldn't affect you if it's coming from the kind it of piece com- of shit who would then call you call that you word. That, yeah. So. And I understand that like, <laughs> to, I guess you have to have a, a certain sort of mental strength and toughness and like self- Assurance or whatever to yeah. have that mentality, but everyone, you don't acquire it but, by making words. But yeah, you don't. Work. Yeah, you don't acquire that by running from words that make you uncomfortable or yeah. words that offend you. You acquire that by somebody saying a word that offends you, and you just ignore that person. That person just doesn't fucking matter to you at all. Yeah, you just move on and like, all right, well. Now I know if I ever see that guy again, like, fuck him. Yeah. But it, it shouldn't make you feel worse as a person because a stranger says or feels a certain way about you. Especially because sometimes an asshole is just an asshole. Yeah, most of the time like, an asshole is just an asshole. At work, more than a few times, a foreman will be an asshole to Eddie. Now, Eddie's from Columbia? No. 
Argentina. Eddie's from Argentina. And often he'll be like, he's probably racist. And I go, Eddie, he's a foreman on a construction site. He's probably an asshole. Yeah. It probably has nothing to do with that. It's probably because a lot of people just run across assholes. It has nothing to do with how he feels about you and your race. Sometimes it does, but I would say most of the time in 2021, it's somebody who's an asshole. Yeah. Because you know who else deals with assholes all the time? Who, if I had something to blame on, I could see making that connection. But I can't make that connection. And it's like, they're still an asshole to me. Yeah. So. It's like, if he's an asshole to me and he's an asshole to you, he's probably an asshole. He's probably just an if asshole. If he's nice to me and an asshole to you, maybe there's, That's something suspicious. To, maybe there's something to it. But if he's just an asshole, he's just an asshole. Yeah. So, like, don't let that affect your day. And even at that point, if they're nice to me and they're rude to him, maybe they just, their personality drives with mine yeah. better. Yeah. Maybe they or, just don't. Maybe, Eddie, you fucking suck. There's <laughs> like. There are so many more options of why people act than this binary of they're racist or they're not racist. Yeah. It's like, people are pretty complicated. Like, think about this. Like, when you think about the Sweet 16, there's 64 teams. And based on who wins, it moves on. And there's basically no way that you can guess the exact thing of these 64 teams. Yeah. Everybody has parents. And everybody's parents also has parents. And those parents met from completely different circumstances with other parents. Yeah. And then those people come together and then make a kid. And whatever that combination of people imparts on their kid becomes a variation. So the odds of somebody reacting to you just because of this or that is highly unlikely because there's literally infinite reasons why anybody could be acting anyway at any time at any time in history. It's just an interesting point. Yeah, it's like... Some people are just fucking assholes all yeah. the time. It's, Some people respond poorly. Some people aren't even assholes. They just don't respond correctly. Yeah. Some people just don't have any social clue of how to interact with people. Yeah. Like some people are just like socially like inept. They literally don't have the ability. Like Jordan Peterson always says that like if your kid doesn't have like at least a small group of friends as long as they've you know been around kids – they don't at least have like a friend or a small group of friends by age four. They're already basically not a lost cause, but they're going to have serious trouble making friends from then on. Really? Yeah. He goes four, maybe five is basically the limit where your kid's social ability has been essentially made concrete. And so he goes, if your kid has friends before the age of four, they're going to do well in the social friends department. And if they don't, they're in for a fucking long haul. Did I have friends before I was four? Yeah. I yeah, I did. Well, I definitely did because I was born in Jordan Valley. And that's where I got babysat by my babysitter who has my gay friend Lane. I, that's what that family was. So I was friends with all of them. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, but you have friends now. I yeah. mean, it... Well, I mean, like, yeah, that's it. You look at... All if somebody has friends, they probably had friends when they were young. And if somebody is a loner, they were probably a loner. Yeah. You don't start with a bunch of friends. But even if you like are around people, you don't necessarily make friends when you're little, I don't think. I disagree 100%. Do you? Because there was kids at the... Like, you would the, just be like, you want to be best friends? Yeah, but there was kids at like the daycare that I remember that like we didn't like. Yeah. So like maybe that guy didn't have any friends. That's what I'm saying. So like you can be a kid around people and still not make friends. And that's a person yeah. that's going to have trouble making friends. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And those kids stand out. Yeah. 
There are names that I could mention, but I'm not going to. Well, sometimes it's better not to. But it's odd. And you feel bad because it's not really anything that they have any control over. No, and like for me, like <clears throat> the friends that I've made, the friends that we've made, the friendship was made so easily. Yeah. It was just so organic. Like I've been friends with Ian and Fluff as long as I can remember. Yeah. When I started hanging out with you and Devin, it was seamless. He's like, yeah, all right, we're best friends now. And then when Harrison came in the group, it was like, yep, this guy fits right in. Yeah. So, like, there's never, when we met Russ, like, yep, Russ is a... Yeah, Russ and I became friends literally like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, I, I met Russ, like, yeah, this guy's solid. He would buy us beer when we were 21. He'd come over, we'd smoke cigarettes and play pool in the fucking living room of Pink Taco. Yeah. Like, so, like, we, like the friends that we've made, it just... Aaron, Ted, Patty, yeah. like, Fergani, it just clicks so... It's, like, it's so easy to make friends. But then there's other people that you meet, like, certain people in the frat or whatever, that it's just like, yeah, I'm not really, like friends with this guy like i yeah. know this guy but i'm not really like friendly i'm not, I, I don't care and the sad part is it's usually the guy who really wants to be friends with you yeah because they really want to be friends with whoever wants to be friends with them but i don't want to be friends with but somebody you don't who be really f- wants to be friends with me no because I want to be then, friends, there's a, then there's a then there's an obligation yeah it's like i want to be I, me and you are best friends because neither of us are like relying on the other one it's just like yeah this is no this is working out pretty well this is pretty solid Friends is somebody where there's no pretense. There's no expectation. There's no expectation. There's no offense that's going to be gleaned from it. Yeah. It's just like, look, whatever And there's no power dynamic. Yeah. There's not one person who's better than the other that creates a weird energy. Yeah. That's what happens with the people who really want to be your friend and you don't really want that. Now, all of a sudden, you're in full power. You don't want to be with you don't friends know. with somebody who you have power over. That's no. You want to that be, just sucks. You want to be friends with somebody who's walking to the fridge and you say, will you grab me a beer? And they say no. And then just for the shit of it, they grab themselves a beer and walk back and crack it and drink it in front of you. It's like you and it's like, you son, son of, of a, a bitch. bitch. You were at the fridge. Yeah. You were at the fridge and you could have got me a beer. It's like, yeah, well, fuck you. Go, I got myself a beer. Go get yourself a beer. Yeah. But also, sometimes you're out of beer. You go get a beer and you just grab a beer for the other guy knowing that he's probably out of beer. Yeah. But there's no expectation. There's no. There's no way. There's no code about it. It's just, this is how it is. You just fucking live in a yin and yang type atmosphere, feng shui, as they say. What was that thing that we had from like, I don't know, episode four or five? That was the good time. The good time buds friend zone. Yeah. There's specific but broad rules for being in the good time buds friend zone. Yeah. Like, there's no way to really pin down exactly what it is. No. Because it's a, you it's have a, to be able a to range joke. of things. You have to yeah. be able to joke. You have to be able to joke around. You have to be able to keep up or stay out. Yeah. Don't interrupt the flow. No. Don't just start talking about your day yeah. when everybody else is riffing. Yeah. Like, there's times to talk about your day. There's times where there's a lull and you get a story in. It's a thing that requires you to have the ability to read the vibe. Yeah. And that's another thing is the guys who can't read the vibe typically... Over talk or whatever. Over talk, don't have as many friends. Harrison over talks. Let's call a spade a spade. Harrison, if there's a long and he knows it, like if there's a long silence, he'll just start talking about trucks or whatever. And like you can go 10 minutes with nobody responding and Harrison just talking and he's fine with that. And it's like, all right, whatever. We just tune him out. But that's like a definite thing. Yeah. And then if if, if me, you, and Ian are in a room and no one has anything to say, Nothing's going to get said. No. We're going to sit. Not unless a joke comes up, like a good opportunity for a joke. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. 
or Fluff. Not, like, if none of us have anything to say, nothing's going to be said. No. And then Fluff's going to, out of nowhere, be like, let's go pick up chicks. And then... It's, and it's like, all right, I feel what you're Yeah, it's like, all right. Somebody's I talking about language. <laughs> and you go get rowdy somewhere. Obviously. But there's just a... There's just... You have to have a... You have to be able to read the read the vibe, read the yeah. room. It's like... And, and you have to be able to chill. You have to be able to chill. If you can't to, be amped up. Unless the, we're already amped, amped up. up. Yeah. Unless there's something to be amped for. For. Yeah, we're basically chilling and then just cracking jokes. Yeah. Then something will come up and we'll find something to do. But in the meantime, we chill. Yeah. And we got Devin the wild card. God, Devin's the ultimate wild card. Always coming in hot with some sort of scheme. Some sort of gambling money bracket scheme. Just He's just brewing beer now. Devin's just doing it literally exactly what he was meant to do. I know it. Devin just fucking found his path and now is just doing it. I know. Devin's the only one that's married other than Tyler. Devin is the only one that seems to have his life figured out, which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but what are you going to do? Well, I, praise Allah, I guess. He, yeah, I guess. He got there considerably before any of the rest of us. <laughs> Which is just wild. Classic Devin. If you'd ask me, like, senior year or freshman year, who would get married first out of all of our friends, Devin, I don't think, would have made the top three ever. Mm-mm. And then fucking... Finds his lady and fucking settles it down. You gotta respect it. You gotta respect it. And they seem to just fucking... Like, they seem to just work. Yeah. Whatever it is that they have just works. Sure, there's a lot of yelling. Yeah, but that's but what that's Devin their is. dynamic. Yeah, that's what Devin is. That's their dynamic. And it works for them. And that's why I think that they're gonna be together for a long time. Those crazy kids. Those crazy kids. I think they're going to make it. Just like the beeves. You got that right. Let's fucking go, beeves. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That was a good app. That was a good that was EP. A good app. That was a good EP, baby. That covered a lot of ground. That covered a lot of ground. Beaver talk. A lot of... Well, it's, be, it's beaver season. It it's is. Be, no, I mean... Turn it into a beaver state if it That needed to be the subject. Yeah. But, but then, then we did. We got off into some fucking. Got off on some tangents. Tangerines. We're bird walking, as fucking Miss Dodson used to say. What does that mean? But you're like getting out. You're bird walking off the path. It's, okay. it's something. You remember Miss Dodson? The crazy uh, old yeah. Look yeah. at the one on the door. Yeah, it was something she used to say. So don't take too much into it. I don't remember. I remember. A lot less about her teaching Reach anything. She had a smiley face. I really just remember the smiley faces and yeah. the time that we threw a carrot over her head and she freaked out. Well, yeah, you could do whatever because she was old and couldn't pay attention to anything. She shouldn't have been teaching junior high kids. No. That's for sure. We had typing with her. And me and Jake Crystal. Yeah, I had typing with me her. Me and Jake Crystal you literally used to put the paper on our nose so we could see under it and type. And she never said anything. Do kids even have typing class anymore? Do they already just... No, they grow up. Yeah, they grow up. Yeah. Wow. 
It's been a minute since Cannon rocked the double ones and Corvallis threw a back to back. They probably don't handwrite anything. Huh? They probably don't handwrite anything. No. Probably not. Handwriting is going to be just going downhill. Yeah. Chance. Legitimate chance. Tomorrow's gonna be a seriously a serious game. And I got a gig tomorrow night. And if we win, I'm gonna want a party. It's a private uh, birthday party. That's rough. With Laura or solo? Solo. Take every gig, but sometimes it fucking sucks. I have to be out the door at fucking 5.30 Sunday morning. Really? That early? Damn. About the name on the front, not the name on the back. You that's got, Oregon, that's Oregon State. That's Oregon State, State right there. That encapsulates the whole thing. That's the, ba- that's the basketball team in a nutshell. Yeah. You got a veteran leader like Ethan Thompson. Is that against Arkansas? Oh, daddy. Kevin Abel, baby. Kevin Abel, baby. Beaver legend. Yeah. The coach said if he allowed another base runner, he was going to take him out in like yeah. the sixth inning. And yeah. he didn't allow another base runner the whole game. That's fucking sick. Let's go, Beavs. Let's fucking go, Beavs.